So uh, uh, we talked about existing trees. Uh, so what would be your advice or concern with uh, newly planted trees in those newer developments or uh, uh, newer neighborhoods? Well, one of the things that we come across all the time um, is the most of the trees and wooded plants are just not planted properly in our landscape. Um, combination of they come in a container too deep, our tendency is to plant too deep, or they settle for some reason, and all this snowballs into the end result is just the tree or wooded plant is just way too deep. Um, along with all the compaction and stuff from the construction that they they may or may not have taken away all the good native soil and just brought back you know a couple inches of junk construction fill to get whatever grade that that lot needed to be at for the master plan and then they dig a hole and they shove a tree in there and then they walk away and then they call us and they say well why is my my nice new oak tree that's supposed to do great in north texas why does it look so bad and we have to go over all these factors and um and you know it's hard because we had no input on the tree selection the tree planting um the soil prep or any of that and we're tasked with well make my tree look good and make it grow what are some of your ideas on where do you start with that when you show up to like a freshly built house and a and a live oak sitting in the front so, uh, uh, you know, the first thing I do when I get to the house is, uh, like you said, I'll look at how the tree was planted or how the plant was planted. And I, we can both agree that most of them are planted incorrectly. And most of them come from the nursery that way. Mm -hmm. So a lot of times it, it's just a double wrong planting. Um, and so, you know, uh, the first thing I would do is, it, you know, how long has the tree been in the ground? Is this even correctable? Because at some point... You know, if the tree's been in the ground for too long and we have a massive amount of girdling roots, which is one of our biggest concerns with a, a tree being planted too deeply, you know, it, it may not be at a point where we can correct that. Right. So having us out there as early as possible would be the, the best advice that, that I could give uh, for a newly planted tree. Uh, I'm sure we all make this kind of um, analogy, but, but trees are like children. And, you know, if we set them up for success, they can be successful. But... If they're living in a harsh, bad environment for five, ten years, you know, it's going to be hard to correct that. And the longer they stay that way, the harder it is going to be for us to do what we need to do to get them on the right track. Absolutely. And, you know, we run into it all the time that, um, you know, you look at trees for North Texas and you get the, you know, live oak and red oak or some of the standard go-to. But there's a lot of variety in what's a good live oak or a good red oak. Um, and most of the time what the builders get, they get whatever the cheapest tree from wherever they can find it, and they dig the smallest hole and cram it in there and say, here's your live oak. Well, just because the tree is great for North Texas doesn't mean that particular live oak is great for that property or even the right um, selection for that particular property. Mm -hmm. You know, you talk about a, a little tiny, you know, 10th or quarter acre lot, and they put two live oaks in. Well, more trees is always good, but two live oaks in a yard that's 20 by 20 just doesn't make sense. And, you know, we, we struggle with that down the road five, ten years later, these huge trees on these tiny lots. And we come out and tell them, well, you should have had one tree there. But we had no, in, no input and no say, and neither did they, on, you know, the developer or whoever has to put two trees in. Um, and, you know, that's one of the struggles that I 
deal with all the time when I'm talking about new construction. Yeah, tree location is really important, almost as important as a, you know, tree selection. You know, if you don't start with a, a good tree or a good plant, then, you know, whenever it has all these other stress factors combined, it's it's going to be worse than one that was a, a, a good tree. Um, but location is just as important. You know, if you're going to have a tree that's going to be 80 feet tall and, you know, 60 feet wide, you need to have space for it because it wants to be that big. Um, and so uh, I do think that, that there's a lot of, you know, uh, uh, over planting done. And then I think that there's a lot of trees that people pick or select or HOAs offer that probably shouldn't be planted, mm-hmm. you know, um, that, that aren't native to our area. Um, and I think that's a huge issue that we have going on too. Now you had mentioned before, you know, starting out with a, with a good tree in the beginning is, you know, better in the long run. What, what do you look for on a <clears throat> freshly planted tree? So, on a freshly planted tree, um, you know, what I would look for is, is the, the first thing would be what's called a root flare. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's what most of us would agree is the most important part of a tree. You know, we like to refer to it as the highway or the, I, I sometimes say the heart, because everything that passes through the roots of that tree passes through that one area. And so uh, it's basically just a transition from the roots of the tree into the trunk of the tree. Mm -hmm. And so whenever uh, we don't see that, we know there's already going to be issues. And so the first thing that happens is, is, um, you know, bark is not meant to be underground. The root flare still has bark on it. So whenever that bark is exposed to moisture and soil and things like that, it's going to rot, it's going to decay. And then it's going to disrupt the the flow of nutrients, water, and things like that to to the top of the tree. And then the second thing that happens is, is, you know, the the trees are smarter than we think they are, but they don't know that their flare is buried. So the roots will actually start to grow around the tree and strangulate it. And uh, uh, that's what I was referring to earlier when we're talking about the girdling roots. Mm -hmm. They're literally girdling uh, the main transportation point of the tree. Yeah, and, you know, it's much easier to correct the, the root flare and expose that when it's smaller than to come in after the fact. You know, I've, I've done a project where um, this particular post oak had several feet of fill put around it, and we air spaded um, down almost three or four feet. And we finally got to where it looked like just the top of the root flare, and I finally told the guys, you know, that, that's deep enough. You know, this, this looks silly. And I get this question all the time on, well, when we expose that, we kind of create a, a little bit of a bowl there where the customers are concerned that that may hold water. And I tell them it will hold water, yes, but what's worse, standing water that will evaporate or a wet blanket 24-7? And the wet blanket is by far worse. I completely agree. I tell people, like, you know, my main concern right now is getting the root flare exposed so that the, the tree can actually do what it needs to do. Mm-hmm. You know, the standing water, yeah, it's an issue, but it's definitely a lot less of an issue than, yeah. than having soil and, you know, roots girdling the tree. So Absolutely. I completely agree. So do you have any more thoughts on newly planted trees, Corey, or if anybody has any questions, uh, how can they get in touch with us? So on our website, treenewel.com, there's a lot of information out there for um, plant selection, proper planting technique, um, there's some tabs on there that will give you some overview of that. And then, of course, if you have any questions, reach out to us to schedule a certified arborist to come out 
and um, we can evaluate what's there. We can help you before you even install it. Um, and you can reach us at treenewell.com.